I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to Nero has lost his mind. Uh, welcome back to the Life of Nero, episode 43, yes, yes. Sporus Harris, Ray Sporus Harris. It's a good name. Good name. How are you doing? In our last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I mean, last I episode, uh, <laughs> we talked about uh, uh, Nero with remarrying. Grief. To oh, sorry, sorry. Statilia Messalina. Right, yes. Remarrying twice. Remarried Statilia Messalina. Then he married Sporus, the tween boy, uh, former Which slave one? who was castrated, turned him into Michael a Jackson. new oh. version of Popeye, yeah. his dead <laughs> wife, and went to Greece. Well, he was in right. Greece, I think, when he met uh, Sporus, I think. They had a Greece um, romance. He may have married him and then taken him to Greece yeah. or met him in Greece. It's not clear to me right. exactly what order of events yeah. happened yeah. here. Well, now we're up to about 67 CE, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but before he sets out right. for Greece, stepping back a little bit, uh, you know, when you're emperor, yeah. Ray, it's very careful that you manage affairs at oh, home carefully delicate, before you leave. Delicate balance. Like, yeah. Delicate. Yeah. He's going to be away, and when you're away, the, when the cat's away, the mice will play. It's an old Roman yeah. saying. Sounds and, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, quando uh, il gatto mm-hmm. è giocatore, oh, like eh, il topo uh, giocatore. No, away. No, cat's away. Quando il gatto andare via, Away, uh, il topo, the mouse, uh, will, mm. can, pos, po, uh, poi, uh, play, giocatore. Like um, I, can I? See, so, so that's that's in Latin, but still. I thought you were going to say when you started it's that. Even bad Italian, but when it's you close. started that, I swear to God, I thought you were going to go quando, 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 because that's the first word. So I, mm. uh, I was hoping when. It is when, when, when. That's how I remember the word for when is quando, quando, quando. Yeah. So, so he's got quando, a, quando, quando. He's got a set up house before he takes off on this twelve or sixteen month, whatever the fourteen month vacation. Yeah. Now, uh, the first thing uh, he in his book, he had a checklist. Sure. You always got when you, whenever you travel, you've got to have a checklist. You don't want to forget che- things. The secret to life is a tra- checklist. Traveling for emperors. you know Tony. Yeah, go ahead. Tony Coniston uh, came up with QAV, uh, his his brilliant system for investing, um, after reading a book called The Checklist Manifesto by uh, Gawande. Amal Gawande, whatever did you get the fuck up? I can't remember his name. Uh, Atul Gawande or something. Interesting story. This guy was a doctor, um, a surgeon, I think, in a hospital, or maybe an administrator of a hospital in the US. And... People kept dying. They kept forgetting to give people their medicine. They kept forgetting. Oh yeah, we've got this guy. We were, was, what's this guy doing in ER? Oh fuck! We put him in there yesterday. We we're supposed to do heart surgery uh, on him. Was that totally forgot? My bad. Slipped my, my mind. Bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, drop the ball Egg on, on that my one. Face. Yeah. 
And he was like, shit, there's going to be a way to do this. And uh, he's like, what are, what are other professions where people do complicated things right. and they, they don't get like them wrong all podcast. the time? And he looked at pilots was oh, one right, of them. Right, yeah. Podcasting was one he looked at. Yeah, I mean, this was 20 years before podcasting, but he had a, he had a TARDIS. And he was doctors, and uh, not doctors, air, airline right. pilots, before they fly a passenger liner, they have to go through a checklist. You know, uh, engines to power, turbines to speed, all that kind of stuff. Check, check, check. Um, yep. You know, uh, fucking um, NASA yeah. mission Countdowns, guys in the, in the, the, in the thing, you know. Everything. Yeah. Hmm. Many hmm. Mi- hmm. Have you been to the bathroom, Neil Armstrong? Because you're not going to get to, you're going to have to piss this in your pants. It. You're a long yeah. trip here. This is it. Yeah. It's like I tell my kids, have you been to the toilet? We're driving to Bundaberg. It's five hours. Not going to stop for a bathroom bake. Do Pee it now, now or you're going to have to yes. stick it out exactly. the window. Um, and they get yelled at for that. So Nero had a checklist. Right. So Sorry, Gwande came up with a checklist for hospitals. Tony, and then he wrote a book about it, Checklist Manifesto. I've read it. It's a great book. Tony read it and was like, hey, that's a great idea for investing. I should have a checklist. Right. Before I invest in something, I should have a nice. checklist. And so he created his checklist, which we now – I now um, uh, uh, exploit <laughs> for QAV. Um, Out of all the words you could have chosen. Well, You're no, not wrong. No, no, I call it as I see it. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> And I exploit Tony's genius. You exploit I my do. ability I to do. work hard. I and I exploit Tony's genius. See, it's the, it's the circle of exploitation. Is how it goes around. I'm sure Tony's exploiting Who's someone. Who's behind me? Uh, everyone Who's exploits. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now accepting offers to be exploited. I think Phil Collins, right? I think Phil Collins had a song about that in The Lion King, didn't he? It was the, the, it's the circle of exploitation. Everyone's exploiting someone. Right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> So uh, Nero's checklist, it was, it was standard checklist. It was like, don't forget to pack jocks and socks, <laughs> shaving gear, uh, lots of weed. I don't know what the weed situation's going to be like in know. Greece. Is it legal there yet? I'm not quite sure. Uh, more sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, be ready. Take a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah charges for my devices. My bigot, yes. And then down at the bottom was insult the Senate. <laughs> He's like, fuck, I've got to... Bigly, How? bigly insult the Senate. Yeah. yeah. Well, insult the Senate bigly, and then the one underneath that was appoint someone to manage Rome in my oh, absence. He's going, well, oh. I tell you what, if I could combine these two yeah. things. two birds, one stone. That would be, that would be smart. Yeah. Like, I'm known yeah. for being creative. Right. So. I wonder if there's a way I can appoint someone to run Rome in my absence and insult the yeah. Senate, piss everybody right. off at the same time time that was he, he, he said it was a big right. challenge he had to sit down for a week yeah. quiet time smoke some weed who not pad who, pen you know yellow legal pad who, box yeah. of triconera pencils <laughs> uh, freshly sharpened yeah, yeah, yeah number two <laughs> quiet quiet spot right. some relaxing music <laughs> in the background who who but well first of all let's not forget that i've been taking money left and right from the people in some ways, not legally, so they're pissed. I just killed a whole bunch of senators and other elites in the Pisonian uh, conspiracy. They're pissed. I'm not rebuilding houses. I'm building this giant golden house, this big old statue, so the other people are pissed. But I just feel like I need to put a topper on it. You know, just something really to send the people over the edge. And so, well, actually, that's probably not what he wanted to do, but he ended up pissing them off 
by picking someone who the Senate might have a little bit of trouble respecting. Nate. Yeah, like Claudius before mm-hmm. him and Caligula before right. him and Nero, uh, sorry, Tass, uh, fucking Tiberius yeah. before him. Out of town sometimes. And Augustus yeah. before him and Julius Caesar before him. He, he, he doesn't trust any of the Senate. That was a long He's list. like, you know what? Yeah. 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 He's <laughs> like, yeah. I don't trust any of you motherfuckers uh, not to yeah. grab power while right. I'm gone. So he appoints yeah. Yeah. a former slave of Claudius and Agrippina's called Helius. Very trustworthy. To manage Rome in his absence. Sturdy fellow. Apparently. Yes. Apparently. Yes. Um now, a little before we get into Helios so much, I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, as is my want. Chrissy's now convinced that I have ADHD because I just go off on these side mm-hmm. tangents. But I'm like, you call it ADHD. I call it yeah. genius. But, you know, let's not right. quibble. Right. Yeah. Helios is the Latinized version of Helios, ah, the sun yes. god. That was the big golden statue with his face right. on it. Just a coincidence? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't Another think good he one. picked this guy yeah. out. Bring no. me someone named Helios Claudi- uh, who's he- very good at administration. Or not, I don't give a fuck, I just need the name. Yeah. <laughs> or if you find someone who's good at administration, change his name to Helios. <laughs> and bring him in. And we've got a deal. Yeah. Oh. It's just it's just nice. It's just, it ooh, I love tell. it when it all just comes yes. together. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All my plans. Synergy. Love it when a plan comes together. Synergy. He pulled out a Hannibal... Hannibal what was Hannibal? Not Hannibal Lecter. Who was Hannibal in the A-Team? Hannibal... Baracus? Hannibal... Hannibal... No, B.A. Yeah. Baracus oh, was oh. Mr. T. Hannibal... Uh, yeah, fuck, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. He could pull out a Churchill length cigar, yeah. lit it up. Love it when a plan it's comes right. together. This is perfect. Um, yeah. Who was the guy who played him in the TV show? George yes. Papard. Yeah. George Papard. Let's forget yeah. Liam Neeson's... Outing that wasn't great, but George Papard, oh, those eyes! I'd be his slave boy any day. Cold blue eyes, yeah. Him and Paul Newman together, they talk about threesomes. Um, he a thousand times, yes. Helius Helius had been promoted by Claudius and Agrippina, um. And Claudius had a thing for promoting slaves, yes. as we remember, or freedmen, because uh, he didn't trust yeah, anybody they kept else. Pissing him off and disappointing him. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, probably wanting to have him killed, too. I mean, they just had Caligula right. killed, so, you know, what are you going right. to do? Yeah. But when Claudius left Rome, he appointed a senator, Vitellius, to manage affairs that while he was makes away. That sense. Uh, that's less offensive yes. than appointing yes. a, a, a former slave to run Rome, but uh, well, you know, this is this is Nero. There's another part. No one's going to rally around a freedman to be the new emperor and to send someone to kill Nero. So whatever else might happen, as bad as it can get, it's not like he's going to be able to. Aha! I've got the power now and become the new emperor. No one's going to tolerate a freedman. So that's like the only good thing about this for Nero. But there's 99 bad things, and so. Yeah, he should have known better. Unless it was Morgan Freeman. Then different. That's totally different. Well, I would follow him anyway. I came here to... I've been appointed to rule Rome. <laughs> rule Rome is what I'm going to do. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's a very bad Morgan Freeman. Oh, Martin Freeman from the from the Office and Sherlock. So if you had Morgan Freeman and Martin Freeman right. and Agira Freeman, who was Martha Jones on Doctor Who, that sounds right to me. Just to balance it out with a little bit of dark skin color and uh, and hotness. Oh my well, God. I guess Morgan Freeman's got dark skin telly. So you got well, two. It's, it's it's an Oreo cookie, right? You put Martin Freeman in the middle. It's they'll call an Oreo. So you've got so Morgan Freeman, right Martin and Freeman, Gira Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, I would want her in the middle of of, of this sandwich, but you know, yeah. it's, it's, hey, it's uh, whatever way you, you string it around. Hey. She could wear a strap on. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I'm open. What, getting back to Helios, the sun god, yes. worship of Helios. Yes. You know, I, I you know you may may or may not know this about me, Ray, but I have a penchant for early religion, religious studies, and, uh, you know, I human suspected. religion and, and this kind of, Yeah, You find it interesting, fascinating. Come up once origin. or twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. like the, the oldest uh, religions are probably agrarian religions or yes. worshipping ancestors, worshipping uh, animals, worshipping the gods of, of, of the animal, the gods of the crops, or, mm-hmm. of course, the sun god. The sun god is the most... Yeah. Giver of life, natural and logical, yes. ancient worship, exactly. Big. Giver of life, it's huge. It dominates yeah. everything. Yeah, dominates everything. Um, now, the worship of Helios, the sun god, goes way, 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 way back in human no, culture. Way back to Indo. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm sorry. The correct, earth, correct the earth is only four uh, thousand years old, so it can't go back far. Oh well, it, no, it goes back that far. It doesn't go back any further <laughs> than that, of course. No, 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 it goes back to. For four thousand five hundred and sixty-six when, when years, and on the sixth day, created, yeah. boom, there was Helios. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The uh, Proto-Indo-European cultures uh, worshipped the sun god, right. but Helios for them was the goddess of the day. Oh, life and giver. Eos Aurora right. was the god of the night. They were the original. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman, the original, uh, you know, superhero couple. Right. Oh, that's cool. So sh- but the sun is female, he- the moon is male. Mm. Mm. Is that well? The sun is the giver, the bringer of life, right. which makes sense. Okay. It's a yeah. female. Yeah. You got to you got to remember too that for most of human history, humans had no idea about the male role in um, uh, procreation. I'm reading a book at right. the moment uh, called. I think it's the story of V. Uh, hmm. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me bring up my books. Whoops. Ah, oh, come on, for fuck's sake. Can't get it up? What's the story? It's uh, it's called, here we go, Catherine Blackledge, Blackledge, The Story of V, A Natural History of Female Sexuality. Oh. Um. It's basically the story of uh, vaginas, um, oh, the worship of vaginas. Right. Well, that's our next podcast. <laughs> is obviously that you know. So and um, yes, yeah. Well, she makes she she makes the point in this book that for the majority of human history, humans didn't know anything about men's role. They 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 understood fucking, but they didn't realize that fucking led to children because gotcha. there's like a nine month gap. You right. fuck somebody and nine months later but well, well, there's no cause and effect Unrelated. there that was obvious to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were fucking everyone all the time all and then the time. babies were just popping out and they were like, Oh look at you. Like that's rabbits. that's crazy. Um 
So, you know, she talks a lot about the uh, fascinating stuff. All of these really, really, really ancient uh, carvings and sculptures of women displaying their pussies. Right. Um, Because it was, you know, it was a fertility symbol. It was the bringer of life. It also scared away demons. There's even, like, there's plenty of stuff, like plenty of carvings of these they're called Sheila the gigs on um, like middle age middle ages uh, churches throughout uh, England mostly and some of Europe of women exposing their vulvas because it was supposed to a it was a fertility symbol and b it was supposed to scare away demons and devils they they took one look at your vulva so, and they oh, ran for it yeah. man because they're like yeah too hot can't handle that too hot well I take a picture I gotta go back to hell where it's less hot right. I take a picture of Goatsy and hang it on the door each night before I go to bed. 20 years, no one's ever broken in. So. No. <laughs> win-win. I just got to get it down in the morning real quick before the kids get up. Sometimes it's close. But the point is, if you were going to break into a house and you open the door or you open the screen door and you, then you saw a picture of Goatsy, I think you would stop and reassess the rest of that night's plans. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, it's a really fascinating Sorry. book. Um, Sorry. Um, uh, but so so the the Indo Europeans thought sun bringer of life right women bringer of life sun must be a woman um, they called Helios Sehul though S E H U L with a few little sort of like weird you know sure. marks over the H's and the U's and whatever sure. uh, which is probably where the Roman term f- for the sun god Sol comes from s-o-l so in latin it became sol in p-i-e it was sahul in in greek and roman mythology though helios slash sol becomes uh, a masculine figure because they're very masculine societies and he would drive his chariot across the sky every day dragging the sun damn right um damn right now the last pagan uh emperor of rome the last good emperor of rome julian (laughs) made Helios the primary deity oh. of the state religion when he tried to – tried briefly. Uh, we talked about this uh, at length in our Renaissance series, I seem to recall. Mm-hmm. After Constantine um, and his sons, I think, we had Julian um, and he was like, fuck all this Christian bullshit. Right. We're bringing in – we're bringing back the good old-fashioned pagan religions. Yeah. But um, – he combined elements of Mithraism, comes from Persia, right. uh, Mesopotamia, and Neoplatonism into his state religion. He was a big thinker, uh, Julian, Apparently. as we know. He was, he was. He was a deep, deep scholar on these sorts of things. Bookish code. And for him, yeah. Helios was a triunity. Oh, here we go. The one which governs the highest realm, which contained all of Plato's forms, the foundation for everything, right? basically atoms. Plato's forms were basically the progenitors of atoms. The fundamental building blocks of all things were Plato's forms. Mm -hmm. Um, Helios Mithras, the supreme god of the intellectual realm. Right. And the sun, which was the physical manifestation of Helios in the encosmic or visible realm. Realm. Wow. That's cool. Sound, sound familiar? A so bit, it was three a bit. in one. A bit. Three Father, gods Holy in Spirit. one Jesus. God. Yeah. Wow. Now, the number three has a long history of mystical 
and mythical associations. Right. Triple deities were common throughout ancient mm. Rome. We had the 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 three um, the fucking what do they call them? The three women. The um, they'd always have statues of the three of them together. Uh, the three goddesses of some fucking thing. Anyway, okay. Um, three was a lot. You, you often got things in threes. Carl Jung thought the arrangement of deities into triplets was sort of uh, one of the key archetypes in the history of religion. Right. Well, predates Christianity. Julian doesn't predate Christianity, but uh, the, the the idea of three gods in one definitely predates Christianity yes. by many, many centuries. Yeah. Um, Helios, apparently, um, the, the, the slave ruler of Rome, though, getting back to him, <laughs> had the power... Yes! Don't know how I got off that sidetrack there. He had the, the the power to banish and execute Roman citizens, including yeah. Yeah. senators. Yeah. Without requiring approval from Nero. Yeah. He Nero said, Listen, yeah. you know how to run the place, you know what to do. Yeah, you don't you need to do come it. to me. I yeah. hired you. Yeah. I, I gave you this job because you're smart, you're effective, you've proven yourself over right. decades. Yes. First for my mother and my father, stepfather, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and now for me, You're trusted. You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know what to do. Yeah. You don't need to ask me. No. If you think it's the right thing to do, just, just fucking do it. Like yes. you don't need my permission. Let me tell you why. I'm going to be in Greece. I'm going to be performing my ass off. Yes, it's going to be legendary, but my phone. My beeper, everything's going to be turned off. No one around me is allowed to have electronics because I have to stay in character. So you will not be able to reach me. Decide for yourself or get the other uh, Praetorian Guard prefect who's going to be with you, uh, Nephidius Sabinus. You two are going to, you know, kind of, you can ask him. But I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to have a hell of a time. I'm going to win a bunch of awards. Don't call me. I won't call you back. Handle this shit. This is my moment to shine. And that's mm. what he does. He takes mm. off and he leaves this mm. freedman in charge. Because uh, the other Praetorian prefect, Tigellinus, right. uh, is going with him oh, to Greece to yes. watch his back. Did you? That's why he got two. One, one to travel, one to stay home. Exactly. Like, like wives. Why, like wives. That's what I was going to say. You have one exactly. to go out and do the shopping. Yes. And, and clean the house. And, and the other stay right. home and suck your dick. Don't think that Tigellinus wasn't busy with uh, Nero, because he was, he gave away Sporus at the wedding. So very important responsibilities going on by Tigellinus. But I think he basically liked to party, and he knew Nero was going to party. They're friends. Nero, mm. He goes with Nero. This, mm. The straight shooter, the straight arrow, mm. has to stay behind and run the house so they, mm. so they can go party. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So Nero sets off to Greece with his convoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Erica <laughs> one nine, this is a rubber duck. You got a copy on my big bank. Come on. Got my ears on. They, yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot of that. Doing a lot of that kind of stuff. They, they always cracked him up. Never got old, their job. For Nero Never. and Tigellinus, they would do that all the time. All the whole way to Greece. All the way down the peninsula. Yeah. Yes, it was great. Who else Dark went with them? on the 5th of June in the Kenworth Hall and Hogs. Um... Oh, you know, pretty much everyone who was anyone. Right. Uh, yeah. Mistresses, sure. theatre actors, musicians, well, yeah. soldiers, uh, dancers, right. chefs. Backup dancers. So basically, like when you and I went to Europe in 2018, <laughs> same sort of deal. We just took our entire – they had, you know, v- vegan Jews. They had uh, – 
Swiss football fans. Right. They had Australian millionaires. Uh, and an older Australian uh, lady who liked, who could hit pretty hard. Uh, don't let that size fool you. There, there was some power behind that punch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough, tough grandmothers. Right. With a chainsaw. Yes. Who else? Uh, I don't know. Are you going somewhere with this? Yeah, just a few favorite senators. And my favorite part, thousands of paid cheerleaders, mostly struggling podcasters, <laughs> who were to ch- cheer as he went along. Uh, basically suck-ups. I think every emperor and podcaster should have those. And they all traveled together. Yeah. Like you, I think you said this, the, the baggage train or whatever was miles long or at least a mile long. They go down south to Naples and then they're going to cut across to Brindisii. But the point is picture Nero at the head of a column with thousands of people in it. And most of them are not troops. They are people to cheer when he performs and he's paying them. Per diem, he's, he's covering their expenses, their travel, their hotel, their food, their hookers, their blow, whatever. Thousands of people mm. are going along just to cheer him on. He is not going to fail at this. Yeah. This is going to be a whirlwind tour. He's going to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Kiss, he was he was uh, marketing this as the, his last, last ever world tour ever again. My 25th last <laughs> tour. Please come out and yeah. see me before I retire. Unlike Kiss, right? This did turn this, out to yes. be his actual last yes. world tour. <laughs> he didn't surprise. Didn't him. do another one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought it, he invented the whole recurring last world tour ever <laughs> thing. This is his first go at. He, he he thought he was going to be doing this last world tour for the rest oh, of his life. Yeah, be turned out twenty years. to actually be his last world tour. <laughs> but yes, before they even get out of Italy, oh, shit. Yet another conspiracy against Nero is uncovered. What, you- and I was a little bit surprised at who was supposedly the uh, leader of this one, Ray. Who was the leader of this one? I was a little surprised as well. But if you think about it, if he appoints a freedman to run Rome and these people are pissed, they kinda, it would be best for them to kill him before he gets off the mainland, before he goes over to Greece. And so I, I think it would just make things more complicated. So I'm not too surprised after Friedman's been uh, chosen to lead Rome. But so, so at Beneventum, which is about 25 kilometers northeast of, northeast of Naples is where this conspiracy is discovered. And the, one of the ringleaders, um, people were killed, not everybody, but I think the ringleaders were killed. And one of those people that was accused of being a ringleader was the one and only Corbulo's son-in-law, Annius Vinicianus. So this is hitting right in the elites of Rome. So this is a big deal. This isn't just some disgruntled senders. This is the son-in-law of a powerful general who has a massive army behind his back. Yeah. This is a big deal. He he also had previously had the job of escorting Tiridates from Armenia, right. where he was with his father, Corbulo. He must have been trusted. Back to Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to ask, like, why would the son-in-law mm-hmm. of Nero's top general yeah, you got it good. try to assassinate him, which is Life's apparently good. the charge? Yeah. So Corbulo could become emperor or so... They could just get rid of this crazy kid and appoint him with someone who's took the job more seriously I, to restore the Republic. Yeah, more that than the other one. If Corbulo wanted to be emperor, 
He's been in this position for roughly 10 years, maybe a little bit more. He's had the same roughly group of guys. They are loyal to him. They love him. He has saved their lives. They've been through thick and thin together. Can someone say Caesar and Gaul? But the point is, yeah. if Corbulo wanted to be emperor, probably could have made it happen. Now, um, Annius Vinicianus, not only Corbulo's son-in-law, right. is also the son of the father of the same name who was involved in the <laughs> successful conspiracy against Caligula 25 years earlier. Family business. And his brother was involved in the Pisonian conspiracy. <laughs> We've talked about these before. Oh, Treason was the family business. Yes. Um, yes. This is a big so deal. This is a big deal. This this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, like on one hand, like the tendency with Nero and all these conspiracy charges goes back to Caligula as well mm-hmm. and Tiberius is to say, oh, well, it's uh, it's like a fake conspiracy, right. Stalin-esque purge, just getting rid of guys exactly. because they... Excuse. He wants their money or they're too powerful or they're a threat, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. But in the case where you've got uh, your father was involved in a conspiracy that was successful, mm. your brother was involved in a conspiracy that wasn't successful. Right. Uh, You've you got to take this claim that he was involved in a conspiracy somewhat legitimately. Yes. It, might, it might have just been uh, an easy excuse to get rid of this guy. Right. But why would you want to get rid of Annius Vinicianus unless... He there was, was something real exactly. going on. I mean, he's your, he's your top general son-in-law. You're not going to do this uh, blithely. You're yes. not going to do this without, yeah, some justification. You're opening up a whole big fucking can of worms here. Blowback. So I, I, I tend to think, word. I tend to, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're thinking I tend something. to think this is, <laughs> yeah, Sorry. you know it. Yeah, you know me well. Yeah. Ten years, do you know. <laughs> I think this is uh, 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 probably should be taken seriously. Um, Now, I don't know if this family were true blue Republicans or opportunists. I mean, after Caligula was killed, we said this back at the time, there wasn't any great effort to restore the Republic after Caligula was dead. Yeah, no one's running. Uh, It was like a really, really half-hearted attempt. It was like, oh, we killed him. Now what? Oh, shit. Um, We should have had a plan for this, right? I didn't... Barry, wasn't (laughs) it... Didn't we? Who was in charge of part point two? you to come up with the plan? Part, part two, two, asshole. <laughs> oh, for fuck! Oh, you still got you still fuck. got powder under your neck. Forget him. Forget, forget <laughs> him. Forget him. And he's in between two Oreo cookie sandwich sex. So no, just forget him. We're on our own. We're on our own. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, now Corbulo, yes, himself is of course. A suspect, the natural assumption be. is the son-in-law wouldn't have been doing it without his father-in-law knowing about it. Right. More on him in a moment, though. So mm-hmm. for now, uh, they cross over into Greece. Dio writes, he crossed over into Greece, not at all as Flaminius or Mummius or as Agrippa and Augustus, his ancestors, had done, right. but for the purpose of driving chariots, playing the lyre, making proclamations and acting in tragedies. Rome, it seems, was not enough for him, nor Pompey's theatre, nor the great circus, but he desired also a foreign campaign in order to become, as he said, victor in the grand tour. And a multitude, not only of the Augustans, but of other persons, Augustans, of course, are the, uh, the, the priesthood of the cult of Augustus, so now the priesthood of, 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 of all the royal cult. Right. But of other persons as well were taken with him, large enough, if it had been a hostile host, to have subdued both Parthians and all other nations. Mm. 
But they were the kind you would have expected Nero's soldiers to be, and the arms they carried were lyres and plectra, masks and buskins. Tell the audience what a buskin is, right? Oh, shit. I knew that at one point. What is it? Well, I'm sure you've got some at home in your closet. Probably got one in my pants right now, but I don't remember what uh, it is. Dress-up times. Uh, (laughs) A buskin is a knee-length or calf-length boot made of leather or cloth enclosed by material and laced from above the toes to the top of the boot and then across the toes. That's the bottom part of my gimp suit. Uh, Yeah, no, I got that. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's why I thought you would, you would, you would get it immediately. And sometimes you just wear it with your mankini, just the mankini and the buskins. You go out, you go out on the town. Yeah. 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 And you know what? Cowboy hat, (laughs) mankini and buskins. And no one challenges me. No one says a word. No, no one would dare. No one would dare. (laughs) They're just jealous of my fashion sense. Yeah. 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 I'm just being high heeled versions of these were worn by tragic actors in Athens oh. to make them look taller, which is why you wear them as well. Right. Also worn by hunters and soldiers in ancient Greece, which is kind of what they're based on, Etruscan to mm. Roman societies, to protect the lower legs against thorns and dirt, etc. when you were frolicking through <laughs> the fields. Um, right. Now, a while back, yes. when Tiridates was in Rome... Right to pay homage to Nero and be given the throne of of Armenia Mm -hmm. bestowed upon him. There was a story in Cassius Dio that I skipped over at the time, but um, it's about when Tiridates saw Nero give a public performance of his lyre playing and and rode a chariot Uh dressed up as, uh, I don't know, some sort of chariot driver. Dio writes, this made Tiridates disgusted with him, but he praised Corbulo, in whom he found only this one fault, that he would put up with such a master. Indeed, he made no concealment of his views, even to Nero himself, and said to him one day, Master, you have in Corbulo a good slave. But this remark fell on uncomprehending ears. Now, question is, did it? Right. Maybe this, maybe Nero put this away in his little black book. Uh oh. Uh, Tiridates is singing the praises of Corbulo here. This could be the beginnings yeah. of something. It's never good. Now, yeah. add, to the, add to that the knowledge that Corbulo's son in law escorted Tiridates to Rome. Oh, you're connecting the dots. Maybe there was, Tiridates was in his ear, like, listen, yeah. seriously. You should be If you ever, if you ever. Yeah. If you ever want to get rid of this guy, no, your father-in-law yep, should be running. Get rid of yeah. this guy. Yeah. I've got your back. Yeah, my brother has got your back. And he's a king. You've got all yes. of Parthia. Yes, we. Oh, I'm a king too now, yeah. but uh, I'm Armenia. But we've, we've got you've got all of Parthia has got your back. We'll come in. Don't you worry. Yeah. We got your back. Yeah. We, we we'll. Come, it's like it's like what the US said to Ukraine. <laughs> Um, just the beginning of the year yeah. when they were like, no, nah, no, nah, tell Putin to get fucked with this yeah. whole NATO expansion back. thing. We're going to do it anyway. We don't care yeah. what he thinks. Yeah. And tell you what, if he invades, we got your back. Yes. And so he invaded again, and Zelensky gets on the blower to Biden. He goes, well, when are you sending the troops? He goes, where? Troops. troops. No, I think you misunderstood I, the troops thing. No, no, no. We've got some really old weapons right. we could send you that we're not really right. using anymore. They've gone some, past their expiry date catapults. now. catapults. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. You can have all of them. You can have all of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we've got some stuff left over from the wars against the Indians, the bows and arrows we could send you, I'm sure that'll help. Musket, yeah. Mm. No, but that, but that's brilliant. I mean, Nero being paranoid, and I think he is, and he has every right to be, he probably, in when he's traveling to Greece or whenever, there's plenty of time to think. And so, yeah, I mean, Corbulo, his son-in-law, Tiridates, it's all, it's all, yeah, no, that, that is, what do you call that? Circumstantial evidence. But when you're the judge, mm. who in the fuck cares what, in, what facts are, you know, it's, it's his impression that matters most. Who knows? Got to nip these things in the bud yes. too. Yes. I told Ooh. you like that when you, when you had that infection, uh, I <laughs> said, did. nip it in the bud, yeah. put, whip it straight off, put the, get the knife out, put it in the fire, heat it up. So it cauterizes the wound. Just get it right off there. Exactly. No, how about this? Let's play 3D chess for a second. What if you're Tiridates and you don't really think that about Corbulo or you don't think that about Nero and you say something to Nero anyways just to plant a seed of doubt? I'm not saying that's what happened, Mm. but if it is, that would be pretty fucking Mm. smart of Tiridates taking advantage Mm. of the rather superficial chariot racing Line delivering, dress up, wig, mask, weird boots that you just talked about, Nero. I mean, let's see if we can get rid of this guy. Now, Nero in his letters to Corbulo up until this point had always uh, treated him like a father figure. In fact, he referred to him as father and mentor and benefactor. Smart move. Um, you know, you're my you're my superior. You're my elder. Yeah. You you know you know what you're, you're doing. Awesome. I'm I'm just a yeah. young punk. I was yeah. born into I'm this. I don't I, really. I wanted mm. to be an artist, but you yeah. you're the real deal. Mm. Mm. You're the real deal. And he continues that now. He writes him a letter from Beneventum. Right. Uh, after the conspiracy's been uncovered, he writes to Kabul. It doesn't say anything as far as we know about. Oh, by the way, I've had your son-in-law <laughs> executed. But goes leaves that bit out. Um, but he says, listen, yeah. I'm coming over, coming to Greece. We're going to be fairly close. Um, you've done a great job. Things are quiet. Great job. Come. Yeah. Come. I'll throw a big party, dinner, in your honour. Um, <laughs> you know, that's ne- that's those things have never gone wrong. A given. Um, I will honour you. I will honour you. Come have some fun. You're an old man. Come have some fun. Now this obviously, if Corbulo finds out um, that Nero's had his son-in-law executed yeah. and that he suspects him yeah. of being involved in a conspiracy, this has the makings of a civil war. Yes. Uh, and as you said, Corbulo very popular with his troops. Nero, not so much. Um, right. Now, luckily for Nero, he has Tigellinus there to advise him. Right. Uh, he's Jiminy Cricket sitting on his ear, whispering, this is how you need to play this. Uh, Be careful. Yes. Slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. Softly, softly, catchy monkey. Right? right. You need to uh, You need to take this one step at a time. Tell you what you do. This is just, we, 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 this is never fails, this trick. Right. Invite, him to a, invite him to a banquet in his honour. It's a classic. <laughs> and look, he's a soldier. He doesn't know his history. Yes. Like, like anyone who's read any history, yeah, read Claudius's histories. Which still existed at that time, like knows that this is right. like Claudius opened his book, never accept a banquet in your honor, rule number one. Yes. That's where we get it from in a show. But he's he, this guy, he's a soldier, he's not a reader. Right, he's he hasn't got you time. know, he's yeah. not gonna know. Yeah. No, he's yeah, he's yeah. too busy whipping guys and shit. Yeah. 
Can I just say real quick, one of the first things that I thought when I read this was that when the emperor invites you to come to Greece with him, um, there could be a million different responses to that. There could be a million different thoughts. But generally, uh, history shows that we judge others by ourselves. Um, if we can't do something, we have a hard time picturing someone else. So it's, you know, it's just human nature. We're self-centered. There's a part of me that couldn't help but think Nero uh, Corbulo could be reading this letter and going, yeah, well, I'm a I'm a loyal, trustworthy servant of the empire of the emperor. I, I've proven myself over the, at least the last ten years. Of course, I'll go to to Greece. I have nothing to worry about because I have done nothing wrong. Now, I'm not saying he said that. He might have said that. You could call that naive. But I think at the very least, if Corbulo was either like, if he wasn't involved in anything, he can go because his conscience clear. If he's not. Uh, if he is guilty of doing something, because he's also been writing letters to the two German commanders that we'll get into. But the point is, maybe Corbulo is like, well, I can't say no. Maybe I can play this off. But for right now, at the very least, I have to say yes to his invitation and see what happens. But there was a part of me thinking that he might be going, not thinking anything bad, just because as far as we know, in the history books, he hasn't done anything to displease Nero. What do you think? Well, I, I think you make a good point. Like, if he was involved in the conspiracy, mm-hmm. whether or not he knows that the conspiracy has been uncovered, uh, if I'm in Armenia uh, and I've got a lot of loyal troops around me and uh, I get an invitation to go visit Nero yeah. in Greece mm-hmm. and I know that there is a conspiracy and I, 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 I'm probably thinking, um, mm, no, uh, that's probably not. Good. I'd be like, I would love to come. Right. Like uh, uh, Tiridati's brother uh, yeah. said to so, Nero. Nero kept saying, hey, come, come yeah. and pay your respects. He goes, I'd listen. I'd love to. Love to. Just flat out. Really, really flat out here right now. Uh, tell you what, why don't you come to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, come to me. Easier for you to come to me than it is for me to come to you right now. Yeah. Got to be honest. Too hot. I'm Too a hands-on ruler. You're more of a partier, so mm. it makes sense. Mm. No mm. disrespect. It's like Stalin. Right, yeah. In 1941 yeah. Uh, with Churchill. He's like, listen, tell you what, you, you come to me. I, I can't get out. Busy. I'm busy, tied up. I'm running, I'm running. I'm a dictator. I'm running things. you know, you got guys. I, I don't have anyone dictate. I trust to yeah. run things in my absence. Yeah. I don't have any freed slaves, anyone I can leave it with. Um, so the fact that Corbulo went yes. seems to suggest either that he, he was innocent right. and he didn't know anything about anything and maybe, you know, it was all a big, it wasn't real in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, he thought, oh, fuck, it's, you know, for optics, I better go. Right. And, and maybe he thought, well, probably the, 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 the jig's up here. Yeah. Maybe he thought the jig's up. And I'm, but I'm a general. I'm a Roman general. I do what my emperor says. Yeah. I don't care what the threats are. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I do. I got I to gotta lead by example. You do what your emperor asks you to do. You don't yes. question. Yes. You don't, you don't, you know, you just do it. But, but, Again, if he was planning on assassinating him, then he's not going to do that. You're going to go, well, fuck, I don't care what he thinks. No way am I going there. Yeah. I can say, I know what's coming. Walking I'm not an idiot. the lion's den, fuck that. Yeah. 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 Or you just go, yeah, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. And then you don't turn up and you go, oh, shit, gather, I got... Gather your army. Something came up. There was somebody who did that. I can't remember oh, who yeah, that was. Yeah. But there was somebody who kept coming oh. up with excuses for why they weren't turning up all the time. it got cheesy after a while, but they, yeah, they kept throwing out excuses. That was... 
I think it was one of Caligula's generals in Germany who kept going, listen, I'd love to, but uh, just right. fuck me flat yeah. out right now. You ever, you and ever, he had to send someone. Right. Caligula had to send someone over there to have him killed. Right. That's recall. how busy everybody is. Can I hire a killer? Yeah. Can you get in an Uber and drive to Germany, please? Thank you. Now, Caligula may have been corresponding already um, by Rufus and Proculus Sulpicius uh, Scribonius, right. the brothers who commanded the army, the armies uh, in Germany, Upper and Lower Germany, right. Germania, Germania. Uh, but anyway, he accepts the invitation to meet Nero in Greece, yes. uh, disobeying rule number one, breaking <laughs> rule number one. Sorry. And when he arrives, <clears throat> he's met by a military death squad yeah. who give him an order to commit suicide. Yes, he's uh, sh- signed by Nero. Exactly. He shows up at the port of Corinth, the uh, Sencrie. Um, I'm sure I'm butchering that, but the point is it's kind of to the east of uh, Corinth. He shows up. He gets off the thing. Hail Nero. Hail Caesar, whatever. Did you have a good trip? Oh, by the way, here's a letter. It's just got one sentence, so it won't take you very. Go ahead, read it now. Go ahead, read it now. And, yeah, kill yourself. So, what's Corbulo going to do now? Motherfucker. Kill yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, different different sources, Dio and Suetonius, have different versions of what he says here. I think um, Suetonius says he said, serves me right. Right. And grabbed a sword off of some guy and stabbed himself in the stomach. Right. Now, I agree, it does serve him right, but he broke rule one. You yeah, don't, don't break rule number one. Yes. You're like, come on. Yeah. He, he, he'd listened to enough of our episodes to know right. that you don't. Well, He should have known anyway yeah. that you don't break rule number one. Well, let, let me ask you, God's got ten commandments. I don't even know if we're up to ten. So you should be able to follow our religion pretty easy. And the very first one mm. is do not accept a, a dinner in your honor. Uh, yeah. So he deserves it. You're absolutely right. Number two is never judge. Right. As long as it's between consensual adults. Mm-hmm. Or animals. Or she's right. Or she's getting mouthy. Right. I mean, that's, oh. Oh. yeah, rule number two. Well, that's rule two, clause B, if she's getting mouthy. <laughs> or they're a slave, I think. You, oh. They're a slave. Right. That's the oh, third part of I'm that edit one. that yeah. out. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, serves me right. Whether or not he was talking about... I shouldn't have got involved in the conspiracy, good, serves me right, or point. I shouldn't have accepted the offer yeah. to turn up uh, and do it without protection. Right, a couple of legions. Um, without, you know, yeah, yeah, or at least a sword. Although, he, you know, he has a sword. He pulls a sword off a guy to kill himself with. Yes. I mean, it's not really – if he'd had a sword – Concealed on his person, up the up his up his up his, you know, coitus. Uh, I don't think that would have helped him his, a great deal. Anyway, um, yes. he could have gone all John Wick. Yes, yes, killed them all. All he needs a pencil. You know, yeah, yeah, pencil. That's it. You know, just found objects and just yeah. take them all out. No, go ahead, go ahead. But mm, I was just gonna, well. Um, mm. I think I don't know if we have lag. I apologize. You go ahead. No, your brain has lag, I think is what it is, not Skype. See, you laughed at that quickly enough. I'm not laughing, I'm crying. Same, same. I, I can't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> I do both during sex, but you knew that already. Please. 
Rufus and Proculus right. over in Germania right. got similar invitations to come to Greece. Oh. Which they also accepted. Oh, yeah. And then also arrived, got met by a military death squad and given orders to commit suicide. So none of these guys were very, very bright. Very good. Yeah. Very good soldiers. fighter. Not Not a great thinker. Not very bright. Right. Yeah. It's okay to play chess. Which is kind of what you want for your your soldiers, your generals. You don't want want them to be bright. You want to just take orders. So Nero's... My basic summation of most people in the military. Pretty much. Just, you know, not very smart. Just take orders. So Nero's safer now. Right, he's he's gotten rid of these three generals. He's gotten rid of this cons- the ringleaders of this conspiracy. Things are good, right? Yeah, it's a little bit like when uh, your country right. thought, you know, what we'll just uh, we uh, some guys uh, flew planes into some of our buildings. Mm-hmm. I know. Let's go and terrorize them for twenty years. That'll do the job. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go, you go, oh, we'll just go kill a few leaders of the Al-Qaeda and the Taliban or whatever, it'll all be good. Right. And then 20 years later, you're still trying to cut heads off the Hydra. You know, it, oh, it doesn't really, yes. that is, doesn't really, uh, it's never as easy as it looks. It's a bit like when they assassinated Julius Caesar, like, well, that's it, we've done now. Done. It's their job, yeah. they assassinated Caligula. Done. Yeah. We won the Cold just, War, done. Romans weren't great at thinking... The like next, Americans, Romans weren't great step. at thinking about <laughs> cause and effect. Yeah, not great okay. at cause and effect. Yeah. Okay, everybody, um, huddle up. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to kill him, right? Yeah, what then? What do you mean, what then? That's No, we're going to kill him. That's going to take care of everything. We don't need a what then. But you're embarrassing yourself. You know that? Let's go kill him. No step two. No fucking step two. Anyway, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like us when we say, we'll start a podcast. What's step two? <laughs> step Learn two? Learn how to work like fucking Skype. No, I did want to ask you, though, if you're another commander in another part of the Roman Empire and you hear about these commanders getting whacked, are you going to be like, uh, if it's okay with you, I'm not going to check the mail for the next couple of days because I don't want a fucking letter with Nero's seal in it telling me to off myself or to come to Greece or whatever. So on one hand, Nero might feel safer because he's getting rid of potential bad guys, but he's got to be making other commanders nervous and think about self-preservation. So wishy-washy or, or, or good and bad move on his part at the same time. What do you think? I think all the letters, the invitations to attend a banquet in their honor probably went out simultaneously. Yes, good point. Uh, good and point. so by the time they get theirs, and they're on, they're on, way, they're on their way to Greece, he right. probably hasn't uh, had an opportunity yet to execute. He would have timed it. Well, he, he had Tigellinus there. Yeah, they would have timed it closely, made sure that, that by sense. the time they executed uh, Corbulo, it was too late for the others to get notified of it, even with if they had spies or right. people in the household whispering stuff. Dio adds this. Some explain this um, by saying that Nero was about to appear as a liar player and could not endure the idea of being seen by Corbulo while he wore the long, ungirded tunic. Yeah. Like, listen. Yeah. Um, He's so manly. Look, I fucked up. And I'm not. I invited him to Greece right. for a dinner. So... But now he's gonna he's gonna insist on coming to see me dress up and sing, and he's gonna yeah. he'll never be able to look at me at the same way again. Yeah. I, you know what? Let's just kill him. Yeah. Like, like honestly, I let's would just rather him. have him die than me be embarrassed. That's how embarrassed I would be. 
What do you say? They're yeah. like, yeah, oh, absolutely, Nero. We'll take care of it. Dio continues, the condemned man, as soon as he understood the order, seized a sword and dealing himself a lusty blow, exclaimed, you're due. Then, indeed, for the first time, he was convinced that he had done wrong, both in sparing the liar player and in going to him unarmed. Uh, The liar player being Nero. Now, you're due. Not exactly sure what that means. Um, But by the way, nothing like a good old lusty blow. I know I've had a few of those in my time. Yeah, a lusty blow is the best kind of blow. You're right, because I've had a few lackluster blows. And I got to be honest with you, I'm like, I I pulled down my pants for this. So you're right. Don't don't even bother. If it's going to be lackluster, if you're not into it. If you're lacking the lust, why are you here? Why is my yeah. pants down? Why is like, my don't penis? stop. <laughs> don't stop. I mean, you, you, you started now. You might as well finish. But I'm just saying, I have afterwards. expectations. You don't ever like, stop a that was guy. really, yeah. That's rule I only like three. a lusty blow. Can that, yeah. can that be rule number three in our book? <laughs> the nine commandments. Anyway, anyway, uh, I, I apologize. Moving right along. Uh, so Nero's getting back to yes. Nero's uh, yes. world last ever world tour of Greece. Um, in all seriousness, we know that he wrote his own poems and songs. Yeah. He was probably performing those along with the works of the greats. Yes, like Ovid, Homer, Euripides' Pants. You buy these pants. Um, yeah. Not much of what he wrote himself has survived. Sadly. Just a few words here and there mentioned in other writings. Right. Uh, usually people making fun of it. Look look what a douchebag he was. He wrote, you know, yeah, poems like this, etc. They called him douchey. Yeah. Now, Dio writes this. Had he merely done this, meaning the lyre playing and, and the theatre and all that kind of stuff, he would have been the subject of ridicule. Yet how could one endure even to hear about, let alone behold, a Roman, a senator, a patrician, a high priest, a Caesar, an emperor, an Augustus, named on the program among the contestants, training his voice, practicing various songs, wearing long hair on his head, Mm. and the while his chin was smooth shaven, throwing his toga over his shoulder in the races, walking about with one or two attendants, looking askance at his opponents and constantly uttering taunting remarks to them, standing in... He was shit-talking the competitors in the chariot races. You can't say anything back because you'll die. No, yeah. Yeah. Standing in dread of the directors of the games and the wielders of the whip and lavishing money on them all secretly to avoid being brought to book and scourged. Yes. And all this he did, though, by winning the contests of the liar players and tragedians, Mm -hmm. tragedians, let's go with that, tragedians and heralds, he would make certain his defeat in the contest of the Caesars. Oh. So like he, he he won the theatrical contest, yeah. but he lost the contest of the Caesars. What harsher prescription could there ever be than this, in which it was not Sulla that posted the names of others, but Nero that posted his own name? Oh. What stranger victory than one for which he received the crown of wild olive, bay, parsley or pine and lost the political crown? Yet why should one lament these acts of his alone, seeing that he also elevated himself on the high-soled buskins 
only to fall from the throne and in putting on the mask threw off the dignity of his sovereignty to beg in the guise of a runaway slave, to be led about as a blind man, to be heavy with child, to be in labour, to be a madman or to wander an outcast, his favourite roles being those of Oedipus, Thyestes, Heracles, Alcmeon and Orestes. The masks that he wore were sometimes made to resemble the characters he was portraying and sometimes bore his own likeness, Mm -hmm. but the women's masks were all fashioned after the features of Sabina in order that, though dead, she might still take part in the spectacle. All the situations that ordinary actors simulate in their acting, he too would portray in speech or action or in submitting to the action of others, save only that golden chains were used to bind him, for apparently it was not thought proper for a Roman emperor to be bound in iron shackles. Mm. All this behaviour, nevertheless, was witnessed, endured and approved, not only by the crowd in general, but also by the soldiers. They acclaimed him Pythian victor, Olympian victor, victor in the Grand Tour, universal victor, besides all the usual expressions, and of course joined to these names the titles belonging to his imperial office so that every one of them had Caesar and Augustus as a tag. Mm, that was brilliant. He's, he's the emperor of the known world, doing chariot races, performing, dressing as a woman, singing, playing an instrument. I mean, I want to kill the guy myself, just thinking about it. I'm And... It, it just goes against everything we've been doing as far as the history of Rome so far. He is not the right person on the throne, but he's just trying to have a good time um, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But still, how could it not be a massive shock to the troops and to other dignitaries as well? Well, they apparently love them, the troops, but well, they may have them. been being paid to yeah. love them or know the consequences of not loving them, which we'll get to in a minute. Right. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's part of this judgy thing that we get in all the ancient sources. Mm. This is this is not good form. You know, it's right. like well, you know, um, I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you caught this in the news, but um, some stupid, useless old bitch who had never worked a day in her life died uh, last week. And right. apparently, yeah. surprising to me, I have to confess, mm-hmm. people give a fuck because personally, right? Uh, I not only give a fuck, I'm more like good riddance. She had a nice smile. <coughs> no, I don't know. Fuck her and the chariot she was born in. And <laughs> it's about to be like if the new guy, uh, King Charles, right. uh, most famously said that he wanted to be Camilla Parker's Bowles' tampon. Now, funnily, that line didn't get a lot of play in the media coverage. I'm surprised. You think in that the would last be like week. King Charles III yeah. is known for saying... And then put that quote in there. Well, I thought it would be one of his royal titles, King Charles oh, III, royal tampon you of- know, ruler of the thing of the thark, <laughs> the thing of that, and, you know, um, uh, <laughs> the unofficial <laughs> tampon of the Queen Consort, right. Camilla Parker Bowles. Right. Um, I'm shocked. I'm just a Funnily, that didn't get yeah, a lot of play. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't get a lot of play. Did you see the Aussie? Um, there was an Aussie who was in the crowd over there, and when they had the funeral procession or something, Prince Andrew's walking by, uh, and this guy yells out, you're a child molester, you're a pedophile, you're a disgrace. He gets king hit by somebody in the audience and dragged out and arrested by the cops. He's not wrong. For uh, 
doing, you know, breaking the peace or disrespecting something, the child molester. You shall not disrespect royal child molesters. That's right. Alleged child molesters in uh, alleged child molesters in England. As regular Uh, publicly alleged child molesters, we got it tough. But royalty, they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but all this this oh, what a bad emperor! He likes to party and and get up on stage and do performances and ride chariots. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like he's the he's the emperor. He can do whatever the fuck he likes. Get off his back. Right. If he wants to party and have a good time, say la vie. But it'd be like if Charles was well, like Peter the Great, as I said in the in the, the Catherine the Great TV show. Yeah. Like he just likes to party. And, you know, some people look down upon that. Yeah. Some people are like, seriously, you should take this job seriously. But uh, guess I guess Catherine Fuck ended you. up having him yeah. um, arrested. And, she, she handled and, um, things. Yeah. 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 But it's his Held choice. In, it's, you know, it's, arrest. It's his in. choice. Of course, he will have to live with the consequences, yeah. but it is his choice. Not long. No. He doesn't have to live long with no, the consequences. That's but true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it'd be like if uh, the King of England had his wife killed, uh, assassinated in a tunnel, and then uh, married his mistress. Oh, wait. wait, huh. That did happen. That's not (laughs) fiction. That's allegedly history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then there's this bit in Dio. Talking about Nero here, he conceived a dislike for a certain man because while he was speaking, the man frowned and was not over lavish of his praises. Oh. And so he drove him away and would not let him come into his presence. Oh, shit. He persisted in his refusal to grant him audience. And when the man asked, where shall I go? Phoebus, Phoebus Nero's freedman, replied, to the deuce. Deuce. In the English what? translation of Dio that I have. What's the deuce? Well, I didn't know that. Now, in my dictionary, the deuce is an old word for the devil, as in, what the deuce? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would say in okay. old-timey movies. Used to say that, yeah. What the deuce? It's an old word for the devil. Don't know how you get deuce out of Just devil. I thought it was devil. the deuce in, in New York, like uh, around... I think it was Second Avenue was the deuce. Um, mm. There was a good TV show by David Simon starring James Franco and Mag- Maggie Gyllenhaal about the uh, porn oh, industry, yeah. the creation of the porn industry. Right. The deuce ran for a few years. Very, very good show. Cool. Um, so I, I didn't know, and I looked it up. I couldn't find anything about it. So I uh, posted on Facebook uh, and asked our good friends, the partial historians. Right. And uh, Lindsay Powell, who I know uh, quite proficient in their ancient Greek, and as it turns out, another young guy on Facebook, Andrew Kim, mm-hmm. I said, anyone know what this means? And they came back and said it means something like go to the ravens or go to the crows. Right. Which, uh, according to Andrew Kim, Korax is Isocopacus. Uh, in the Greek, I have the Greek version uh-huh. of Dio as well. And he says, Korax, which is apparently what Kapakis turns into in Greeks, means a raven. So, Ice Korakis right. means literally to the ravens. It's an idiom meaning something like go to hell. Little and Short's Dictionary of Ancient Greek suggests go to the dogs or yeah. be hanged Get the fuck out of here. as a possible translation right. of the expression. Yeah. You are not welcome. Yeah, so anymore. just go to hell. Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. Go to hell. Go straight what to they hell. Said. Now, yeah. who was the certain man that he's referring to here? I don't know. Please tell me. It was Vespasian. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. He's he's entered the story. Yes. Now I I, I don't know why Cassius Dio refers to him as a certain man in this section because later on, yeah, in his chapter about Vespasian, he right. says one day Phoebus, the same former slave, right. approached him to make an apology. This is when Vespasian's emperor. It seems that once during Nero's reign, Vespasian, while in the theatre in Greece, had frowned when he saw the emperor behaving himself in an unseemly fashion, whereupon Phoebus had angrily bidden him go away. Mm. And when Vespasian asked, go where, Phoebus Phoebus had replied, to the deuce. So when Phoebus now apologised for this remark, Vespasian did him no harm and gave him no answer other than this same retort, to the deuce with you. That's... It could have gone a lot worse for him, so that's not bad, right? Uh, he's still alive. Exactly. So but yeah. it's fascinating to me that Cassius Dio writes, um, it seems that once during Nero's reign, it doesn't say, as I mentioned in my chapter on Nero, right, right. this happened. He's telling the same story like he'd never heard it before. Yes. And in the first version of the story, he doesn't say it's Vespasian. He says it's a certain man. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he published these, uh, like, uh, in a weekly newspaper. Uh, So, you know, it was already out there and he'd forgotten. He'd written about it. He he didn't have uh, photocopies. Or if he'd already written it in the earliest version, he didn't have liquid paper, so he couldn't liquid paper it out and write over the top of it. It's in there. Do you think kids today even know what liquid paper is? No. Do they have any reason to know what liquid paper is? Besides sniffing it, no. There's no reason. Yeah, yeah. Drinking it, yeah. Um, So... Wow, you know he, he tells he tells the future emperor yeah. and conqueror of Israel, former conqueror of Israel, future emperor to go to hell. Never, uh, oof. Yeah, not a good move. Then he becomes emperor. Oh shit! That's I got to patch this up. I really fucked up. Tell you what, yeah, I, I'm going to go talk to yeah. Vespasian. Either I'm going to be back in five minutes, or I'm never going to be back. Wish me luck. Vespasian, you know, he hasn't got time for this shit. Yeah, fuck you too. Go on. God damn it, we've been talking for over an hour on this episode. That's ridiculous. Just Um, real quick, Nero doesn't want to see anybody even fucking frown at him as he's performing. Vespasian gets told to fuck off and doesn't kill the guy. Two different emperors. Now, uh, I mentioned in that earlier version, the earlier uh, section, Mm -hmm. sorry, that Nero's up on stage playing scenes from famous plays. Um, in one of them, he's bound in chains, but it was golden chains yeah. in his case. In another one, he's playing uh, a woman going into labor. Oh. Um, and when he played female parts, he, he wore a mask resembling Popeye. Sure. Dio writes, none of them, meaning the audience here, ventured either to pity or to hate the wretched man. One of the soldiers, to be sure, on seeing him in chains grew indignant ran up and set him free. Oh. He's a- how drunk How drunk was that guy? He's drunk. He walks in. He's like, oh, my God, they've got Nero in chains. I'll save you, master. <laughs> and runs up there. and Or maybe Nero's an incredible actor, and the guy really thought he yeah. was in gold chains yeah. about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Dio continues. Another, in reply to the question, what is the emperor doing, replied, he is in labor, for Nero was then acting the part of Kanake. <laughs> is a Thessalonian princess in Greek mythology. Probably this was in a lost play by Euripides' pants. You buy these pants. 
Not one of them conducted himself in a way at all worthy of a Roman. Instead, because so much money fell to their share, they offered prayers that he might give many such performances so that they might receive still more. Unlike in the modern world, you pay money to go to the theatre. Yes. When Nero was doing theatre, you got paid money to go to the theatre and applaud. It was a sweet, sweet deal. That was, again, the, in the audience is mostly struggling podcasters, but that's a good deal. I, I, I would take that one up. Yeah. I've done, I've done more for less. So, yeah. 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 By the way, I think it's a redundancy to say struggling podcaster. If you are a podcaster, <laughs> true podcaster right. by definition, right. you are struggling, oh. not just financially, but right. generally in life. So, this is the thing, this is like the thing you turn to when nothing else is working gotcha. in life. If yeah. you are making money and a pod, you're not a real podcaster. No, if you're making you're money, you're successful. You're a fake oh, podcaster. Fake podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, a fake podcaster. So if I'm in my car and I'm stuck in the snow and, I, and I'm stuck, I'm like, God damn it, I'm podcasting. No, I can't come. I'm, I'm podcasting. I'm struggling. I'm, you know, I'm stuck. So, I, yeah, I like that as a word replacement. He uh, also apparently performed scenes from his own life, which is when he wore a, his, a mask of himself sure. on stage. And then he would swap it with the Popeye mask, you know. Oh. And this is something I can imagine Trump doing. Yes. He would, on Broadway. He would love I'm it. I'm surprised he hasn't done that already. Yeah. Probably tried. Yeah. Yeah. Dyer continues, now if this had been all that he did, the affair, while being a source of shame and of ridicule, would still have been thought harmless, but as it was, he devastated the whole of Greece precisely as if he had been sent out to wage war, notwithstanding that he had left the country free, and he slew great numbers of men, women, and children. At first he commanded the children and freedmen of those who were executed to leave him half their property at their death, be allowed the victims themselves to make wills in order that he might not appear to be killing them for their money. He invariably took all that was bequeathed to him, or at least the greater part, and in any case, anyone left to him or to Tigellinus, less that they were expecting, his will was of no avail. Later, he took away the entire property of those who were executed and banished all their children at one time by a single decree. Nor was he content with even this, but he also destroyed not a few of those who were living in exile. As for the possessions that he confiscated from people while they were living and the votive offerings that he stole from the very temples in Rome, no one could ever enumerate them all. Indeed, dispatch bearers hurried back and forth, bearing no other communications than put this man to death or so-and-so is dead. For no private messages, only royal communications were carried to and fro. Uh, that's why uh, the African generals didn't get notification that Kobulo was dead because nothing was allowed to travel. Gotcha. Nero, it seems, had taken away many of the foremost men in Greece under the pretense of needing some assistance from them merely in order that they may, might perish there. Mm. Now, yeah. huge lack of detail here. Yeah. Very questionable. It's kind of big. Uh, yeah. It's like... Yeah. Somebody sent me an article uh, yesterday uh, f- from American media saying that um, uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine never had nothing to do with the expansion of Nero. It was all about NATO. you know just building his empire. Uh, NATO. What did I say? Nero. Nero. NATO. Nero. <laughs> NATO expansion. It were according to un- uh, according to uh, unnamed sources familiar close to. Uh, Putin or something. I'm like, oh yeah, really? That's, that's yeah. That's really good. That's really good journalism there. <laughs> According to 
some guys who we can't tell you who they are, but they are really they know what's Top going notch. on. Yeah. Uh, we they confirm what has been uh, U.S. propaganda for the last six months. Um, so that's that's uh, highly convenient and coincidental. Right. Same here with Dio. I mean, Dio again is the Us Weekly slash Reader's Digest <laughs> of. Um, of uh, history. Roman history, yeah. not a lot of detail. Like, right. who were these Greeks that he had killed? Why did he have them killed? Yeah. I mean, uh, just, why would he just be having people killed willy nilly in Greece? I mean, the suggestion is it's to get their money, mm. but there's no suggestion of even treason in right. here. It's just, just very willy, sort of yeah, flimsy, willy nilly killing, taking their money. I thought you were going to say that a lot of people were upset because he had the organizers of the Olympic. Esthemian and Nemean games. He had. He said to them, "Hey, it would really be great if you hold all your games in one year this year, so I can compete." I mean, that's bad enough. He's already shattering their traditions and their history and their customs. The idea of willy nilly going around while you're in a province, killing people, taking their money, and yet you're on tour performing—that doesn't jive. That's just too. Doesn't track. Really, it doesn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Too far apart. Yeah. Um. On one hand, he's criticising him for, you know, going and doing all the theatre and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. On the other hand, he's criticising for brutally Make up your mind. killing it's men, women and children all across the country. Too vague, too something. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it's just, he's just piling on just for the sake of it. Is right. The way it comes across to me, yeah, like it may be true, but well, it just doesn't yeah. track. I think we know enough about Nero... So, you know, allegedly, whatever. I think we know enough about Nero is that he's probably taking this performance stuff very seriously. This is his world. This is what makes him happy. The emperor stuff, that's just a fucking job. This is what makes him happy. I doubt if he's going, okay, so from two to three, I'll rehearse. Three to 3.15, I'll have some people killed, and then we'll go back to rehearse. It just doesn't work. It's too, it's too odd. And even in Rome, when he's having people executed or given an invitation to commit suicide, uh, they, they're, they're associated with a conspiracy, There's with a treason. Reason. Yes, yes. There's a reason, yeah. He's not just running around, uh, yeah. you gave me the stink eye, you're gone, you you've got me. money, you're gone. Yeah. yeah. That's bullshit. Like his mother may have or, or some people may have in previous times, but he, he doesn't seem to be that guy. And now Dio's just going, yeah, well, now he is that guy. Yeah. Mysteriously out of nowhere mm. in Greece, mm. he's just having people killed, you know, for no reason True. other than he wants their money. Yeah. Huge lack of detail. Um, all right, just to finish up, more Dio. As for the people in Rome and Italy, he had handed them all over to the tender mercies of a certain Helius, an imperial freedman. Mm-hmm. This man had been given a complete authority so that he could confiscate, banish, or put to death ordinary citizens, knights, and senators alike, even before notifying Nero. Wow. Now, he says that he had the power to do this, mm-hmm. but did he banish anyone? Did he execute anyone? Right. Did he confiscate anything? Never says. Yeah. So it sounds bad. Yeah. If you don't that think he has this authority, it. right? But did he do it? Doesn't say. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe it comes later. Maybe the spoilers. I don't know. But yeah. and I'm going to finish with this again. Cassius Dio. <clears throat> Thus, the Roman Empire 
was at that time a slave to two emperors at once, Nero and Helios. And I am unable to say which of them was the worse. In most respects, they behaved entirely alike. And the one point of difference was that the descendant of Augustus was emulating lyre players and tragedians, Mm -hmm. tragedians, really struggling with that word tonight, whereas the freedman of Claudius was emulating Caesar's. That's a nice nice tenor phrase. I like that. As regards Tigellinus, I consider him a mere appendage of Nero because he was constantly with him. But Polyclitus and Calvia Crispinilla... Mm -hmm apart from Nero, plundered, sacked, and despoiled everything that it was possible to pillage. The former was associated with Helios at Rome. He was the uh, other Praetorian prefect. Right. And the latter with the Sabina, who was known as Sporus. Mm. Calvia had been entrusted with the care of the boy and with the oversight of the wardrobe, though a woman and of high rank, and through her, all were stripped of their possessions. So maybe there was a bunch of sticky fingers going on. It just wasn't Nero. It was Nero's party, but he gets the blame because he's the face on the top of the company. But again, no details, no, just, no specifics. She's stealing everything, who did not what nailed to down. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's an accusation. I'm not saying it's outright bullshit, but I'm also saying you got to take all the shit with a grain of salt because yeah. it's very flimsy yeah. and he's obviously got it in for Nero and it's just uh, yeah. casting aspersions. Yes, Nero's. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. basically he's, he's basically Hillary Clinton and the Democrats in 2016 going Trump uh, was colluding with the Russians to win the election. Got any evidence? Yeah. Ah, evidence, evidence. You know, don't just believe us. We said it's true, yes. therefore it's true. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. If you say it loud enough and long enough, yeah. it will become the truth. All right, that is uh, the episode for today. 